speak a little bit about the wells, the Be'erais. In the Tfilas Geshem, we say like this, We invoke the Zechos of Yitzchak. Hashem, remember the one who was born with the report, let some water be brought, right? When when Malachim came to Avraham to tell Avraham he was going to have a son, so what happened? They, uh, Avram said, You told him to shacht him to pour his blood like water. He was careful to pour out his heart like water. He dug and he found wells of water. So now we're invoking this chus of Yitzchak. Fine. The fact that when he was. Uh, when there was a basura that he was going to be born, Avraham said, let water be brought. That's a zechus, right? Avraham was being mekayim in the midst of Achanas Arkham. The fact that Hashem told Avraham to shech son, that's a zechus for them. The fact that Avraham Avinu poured out his heart like water, that's a zechus. But the fact that Yitzchak dug wells and found water... Where did he pour out his heart like water? Perhaps that's referring to when he davened that every, everything that he does to the ayol should be nechshav, k'ilu, was being done to Yitzchak. So he was uh, that tefillah, he was shafach lev kamayim. But what exactly is the suchos that Yitzchak dug wells and he found water? I mean, very, very nice, shkayach. I mean, we need to know about his uh, different ventures. And the Ramban is very bothered. Why does the Torah, you know, almost waste our time, so to speak, chas v'shalom, but... Maybe the Torah is giving me extraneous detail about the digging of the wells. I mean, who cares that Yitzchak dug wells and the Plishtim stuffed it up and Yitzchak tried again and he dug more wells and he called the wells by the name that his father called the wells and then the, they found a well, he called it Asek, he found another well, he called it Sidna, he found a well, he called Rechov. I mean, this is, we need to know about all these minor details of Yitzchak Avinu's life. The Ramban says, Yisaper, we have a lot of reading today, okay? Yisaper HaKosav Yarach B'Inyan HaBe'eros. This d- give an example for today. Then what? We should dig wells? No, we're digging wells and they're covered there. The Jews are planting trees and vineyards and the Arabs are burning them. So maybe the Tar shouldn't have told us about this, you know? Why, why do we need to know that Yitzchak dug wells? I mean, is, this is critical information. The Ramban says, Yisapir HaKosov, V'yarech, B'inyin HaBe'erois. The Torah speaks at length about the wells. The simple meaning of this story seems to have no benefit. It's not like, you know, it's a big covet for Yitzchak, that Yitzchak dug wells. I need to know he'd get down on his hands and knees and took out a shovel and dug the well. That he and his father dug the same wells. There's a secret meaning here. It's going, it's teaching me about future events. Because the spring of living water, Yirmais Lebeis Alekim, is a remez to the Beis Hamikdash. Asher Yasu Banov Shal Yitzchak that the children of Yitzchak will build. Olachem Hisker Be'er Mayim Chayim. Why does it say Be'er Mayim Chayim? Right, if you look in Parak Chavav Pasuk Yud Ches Vayikra Yud Tes Vayimtsu Usham Be'er Mayim Chayim. Why? Because it's a remez to the Beis Hamikdash. And to Hashem, about God, Makar Mayim Chayim Hashem. What did he call the first well? Asak. Quarrel. 
Vikara Harishon Esek Yirma is the Bayis Harishon. It's a remez to the first base Hamikdash. Why? Because what did the Goyim do with us about the first base Hamikdash? They they fought with us. They struggled with us. Hisasku imanu. They fought with us. They had machlekes with us. There are many wars that the Romans fought until the base of Migdash was destroyed. Like the, the Babylonians. Until Nebuchadnezzar, first they, um, they conquered the city, then they made it um, an appendage to their empire, then they finally destroyed Yerushalayim, and then the base of Migdash, So the first... The first well is called what? Asak. It's a remez to the first base Hamikdash. The second well, what does Yitzchak call it? Sitna. The Hasheni Karashima Sitna, which is Shem Kasham in Arishan, which is a more difficult language than the first one. This is a remez to the second base Hamikdash. Shekara Isai Kishmai Shekasabai. Yitzchak is calling it the name that Tanakh refers to the second base of Mikdash. Anybody know, what does it say about the second base of Mikdash? It says, so During the reign of Achashverosh, in the beginning of his reign, They wrote accusations. Sitna, the exact words that Yitzchak used, by Sitna, that is the term that the Navi describes. Then during the reign of Achashverosh, they wrote a Sitna, on the inhabitants of Yehuda and Yushalayim. The Kalyam of Hayulana Lasidna. The entire time the second base of Migdash stood, it was a source of Sitna, of hatred, to the Romans, at Shech until they destroyed it. However, when it comes to the third well, what does it say? They didn't fight over it. They called the third well That refers to the future Beis HaMikdash For who it will be built Without any quarrels God will expand our boundaries Like Yitzchak says about the third, third well like the Torah refers to the period of the third base of Mikdash, if Hashem will expand your borders. Ah. It says about the third base of Mikdash, it will be expanded, it will be expansive, higher and higher. Okay. So says the Ramban, these three wells, the digging of these three wells, are not just trivial information that, that happened to Yitzchak, but actually Yitzchak was creating what we call Maisa Avay Simon Labanu, creating the future history of Klal Yisrael. The digging of the first well, which was done with Asak, is a remez to Bayes Rishon. The second well, which was done Besidna, is a remez to Bayesheni. And the third well, which was, which Yitzchak called Rechayvais, was a remez to the third base Hamikdash that we should be zeicha to see from here Yameinu. Now, the Rabbeinu Bechaye adds. Okay, so we're going to get to Avram Avinu as well as also. We're going to talk about that. Rabbeinu Bechaye adds another very interesting point, and that is, first of all, 
the word sitna also could be rearranged to spell out ha-satan because the entire period of the second Mesa Mikdash the satan was marakid beinenu the satan was very active in creating and instigating quarrels among us and Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar points out another interesting difference between what it says by the third well and the first two wells. By the first well it says, by Shemer Esek. The second well says, by Shema Sitna. The third well, Hashem's name is invoked. Ki ata Hashem lanu. Now God has expanded for us. And Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar writes toward the end over here, after he quotes Ramban, Hashem hashlishi. The reason why God's name is invoked by the third well, and his name is not mentioned by the first two it is possible to say that the first two Batei Mikdashim were built by human beings Shlomo the Koresh Shlomo built the first one Koresh built the second one the third temple is going to be the work of God and that's why it will not be destroyed and Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar brings support for this because Chazal Darshan Chazal Darshan Bayilka David es Matsuda Sion Hi'ir David Why is Yerushalayim called Why is Yerushalayim called Ir David? Because since Hashem understood that it had to be destroyed so therefore we always were careful to name it Ir David because this way it would be able to be destroyed. But the third base Hamikdash is going to be called by Hashem's name, like the Pasuk says, and then it will not be able to be destroyed. Very interesting, the grandfather of uh, Rabbi Yosef Karo, of the Beis Yosef, wrote a sefer on Chumash called Taldais Yitzchak, and he writes the following, Im Hashem lo If God doesn't build the house, Shav Amlu For not, the builders build it, it won't have Kiyom. But about the third base of Mikdash, what does it say? Mikdash Hashem And what's the next Pasuk? Then Hashem Then Hashem will reign forever. Now the Kliyakar expounds upon what we just learned. That the first well is represents Bayes Rishon. The second well represents Bayes Sheni. And Rechovos represents the third base of Mikdash. Take a look at number four. About um, Ten lines down in the number four. Let me add here. Kliyakar. Rav Shleim Ephraim Lunchitz. He was born in Lunchitz. He passed away in Zion Adar in 1619. He was a student of the Marshal. He became the Rav of Prague in the year 1604. Anyway, he writes like this. I'm going to add on I'm going to add a few interesting points a few insights that coincides with what we just learned. And with this we'll be able to explain the Pasuk Because it would seem Why did he call it Rechovos? It says What is Ufarinu Baaretz? have to do with the word Rechovos. Rechovos means expansive. Farinu means fruitful. I mean, these are two different words. He's calling it Rechovos because of Farinu Baaretz. So he says like this. Farinu also spread out. 
Ufarinu is is a lashon of pre. He says like this: Akin archiv by hadaver befrate hoenyanim shekula matinim emash karlanu mashiyeh b'achas yamim. He's going to explain with uh, various insights that predict different events that happen to us and will happen to us. Kiyadu mashar mechazal. We know what chazal tell us: Shabbos rishon haya matzah umariva v'sinaschinam be nesiyeh Yisrael shenikru rayim. That even though the common folk during the Bayes Rishon, they got along, but the Nesim, the Roim, the shepherds, the leaders, quarreled. The leaders are called shepherds. Ultimately, the first base of Israel was destroyed because of the quarrel between Malche Yehuda and Malche Yisrael. Then, you see, sometimes, you know, the leaders fight. They have a reason to fight. The average people, they just, you know, hop along. They don't even know what they're fighting about. They're just fighting for no reason. But during the second, among all the Jewish people. This plague spread to everyone with no cure. In other words, you know, sometimes you'll have, you know, a, a dispute between two great tzaddikim. Fine. But then you'll have people who jump on their bandwagons. They don't even know what they're fighting about. Alkane, very interesting. The Kliyaka makes an amazing diok. By the first well, look carefully. Vayarivu Roye Gerarim Roye Yitzchak. Who's fighting? The shepherds are fighting. By the first well, it doesn't say, it doesn't say the, the average people are fighting. It says the, the Roye Gerar were fighting with Roye Yitzchak. By the second well, it says, Vayarivu Gamaleha. It doesn't say the shepherds are fighting. Everyone was fighting. Says the Kliyakar. Amazing thing. Excuse me, it says like this. It says, By the Berishan Vayarivu, Raya Gram Raya Yitzak, Laramas Gamla Asit Shetim Riva bin Raya Yisrael, Biagav Gurara, Ravu Gam Raya Haumaisim Yisrael. That's why they're called Raya Gurar. The Raya Yisrael fight among themselves, and eventually the shepherds of the Umay Salam get involved. Alkain Kara Shem Haber Esek, Yisasku Imay. Kiyesh Hevdo Ben Shnaim Hamaskoitim Al Davar, Ezo Esek Shabinayam, Ben Shnaim Hamaskoitim Bechina. Right? There's a difference between people fighting over some, between our people have a fight because of a reason, and people fight over nothing. He says like this. He says, In our generation, you have people who fight over nothing. This is the primary difference between the first base of and the second base of The fighting and the hatred that the Jewish leaders had during the Bayes Rishon. There was a reason. They were disputing over leadership. The kings of Israel fought. In other words, they had a fight. Who should be the king? They were fighting over a cause. They were fighting over the Malchus. However, because of that, the hatred grew. During the time of the second Mesopotamia, the fighting was for nothing. Even the average people hated each other. That's why it's called Sinaschinam. Sinaschinam means they're not fighting over any cause. They don't have any business with their friends. 
It was only because of their evil character, and because the Satan was instigating them. God had seen they had sinned elsewhere. Therefore, he instigated themselves against each other. That's why the second the first time it was called Asek. The second time it's called Sitna. By the second well, it doesn't mention the shepherds. Why? Because there the fighting was among the ordinary people. That's a remiss to the Mariva, the Bayashani, that was among all, all Yisrael. Okay. Says the Kliak in the next paragraph. There is no quarrel. Because the third base of which will be built through Mashiach, what does it say about Mashiach? Because that's why it's called Rechayvais. Why Rechayvais? Because when someone's in a fight with another person, you could be on one end of the world. The other guys on the end of the world, the world is still not big enough for the two of you. Everything is too confined. Everything is too small. But when you get along with someone, you could be in the most cramped situation. There's enough room for everyone. That's why in the third base, Hamikdash, even though Klal Yisrael will be parinu ba'aretz, will proliferate like never before, but it will be called rechayvais. Rechayvais, in other words, it will be expansive. There'll be room for everybody. Okay. Now let's point out another amazing thing. After Yitzchak digs the wells, you ready for this, Rabbi Isai? Look right after Chamishi on page 132. This is They said we found water. Yeah? He called it Shiva. That's why the name of the city is Be'er Sheva until today. So why do you call it Shiva? So that's why they named the city, because he called it Shiva, but it doesn't give a reason why he called this Be'er Sheva. He called it Shiva, and therefore the name of the city is called Be'er Sheva until today. Rabbi Sai, if, if you look in Parshas Vayera, Rabbi Sai. There, after Abraham makes a treaty with Avimelech, what does the Pasuk say? They were digging some wells. In Parshas Vayera it says that it was called Be'er Shava because they swore in Parshas Taldos, it says it's called Be'er Sheva. Doesn't say anything about a Shvua here. Doesn't say, Doesn't say anything. It says something to do with the number Shiva, because Vayikra is Shiva. And very interesting, in Parshas Vayera, it says they called it Be'er Sheva. Stop! And in Parshas Taldos, it says they called the name of the city Be'er Sheva Ad Hayoim Hazah. Until today. Do we know if this... Where they dug now was the same place. Well, we know the wells that Yitzchak dug were the same wells that Avraham dug, so that the Pelishtim stuffed it up. Now, so very interesting. Name? It's very interesting. How many wells were there? Well, so far we only know about three. 
We know about Asak. We know about Sidna. And we know about Rechayvais. But Avraham also had Okay. But these are the wells that Avraham dug, that the Plishtim stopped up. And now, now Yitzchak is digging them again. But it's very interesting. Before these three wells are mentioned, if you look in Pasuk Yudchas, Vayashav Yitzchak Vayachvar es Be'erois Hamayim Asher Chafru Bimei Avraham. It seems almost like these are different wells. First, Yitzchak re-dug Avraham's wells, and then Yitzchak found three other wells. So a total of, so far, six. Three Avraham dug, that Yitzchak re-dug. Three of Esek, Sidna, and Rochai And then, right after Chamishi, they found water, which is the seventh well, which is the seventh well. So we have to presume from the way the Pesach said, I think, that when they opened up the wells that were stuffed up by Pushkin, they didn't find the water. Because it says, I am air on the wells that they, the new wells that they dug. So no, it could dry up. No, it could be that uh, obviously Yitzchak's going to redig a well because he assumes there's water. He knew there was water in the times of but Abraham. Because obviously, why else was he? Why else would he dig it? Here, why would they dig three new wells? They found three wells in the the ones they yeah. up, the, dug up that was stuffed up by Pushkin. Water is always uh, water is always important. Now, Rabbi Sai, Rabbi says. So so far we have seven wells. Says the Chassam Soifer. Chassam Soifer says in the times of Abraham the place was called. Be'er, Shava, with the Kamats. Why with the Kamats? Because it's a lesson of Shvua. It's a lesson of swearing. It has nothing to do with the number seven. Ba'kein karal be'er Shava with the Kamats. Why? Kisham nishvu shnem. That's they swore. That name did not stick. That name was not Adahir Mazen. However, in the time of Yitzchak, after Yitzchak dug Avraham's three wells, he redug and he dug three other wells. And then he found in Pasuk Lamed Bey the seventh well. So then they called it Sheva Be'er Sheva after the number seven. The name was changed. Ad Hayyemazan. That name stuck until today. That's how the Chassam Soifer learns it. But putting two and two together, if the wells that Yitzchak dug, Asek Sinna Rechayvois, represent the three Bate Mikdashim, but now we have a total of seven wells. Says the Chassam Soifer, look at numbers, uh, number six, all the way at the end. Chassam Soifer says, turn over your sheet. And based on what the Ramban teaches us. That the wells are Merames to the base of Mikdash. We have seven in total. The first well represents Oyel Mayed Sheba Midbar, the Gogol. That was in the Midbar and Gilgal. Then you have number two, Shilai. Number three, Inayv. Number four, Givain. Mikdash Rishon, Mikdash Sheni, and the future base of Mikdash. That is why it is called seven until today. But the first, Be'er Shava, that name did not last. So according to putting two and two together, putting the Ramban, Rabbeinu B'chai, and the Kliyakar, together with this idea of Sam Soifer, that there were really seven wells, actually all of these seven wells represented either the three Bate Mikdashim and the four stations, the four periods of the Mishkan. Now Rabbeinu B'chai points out another very interesting thing. Look at number seven. It says in Pasuk Tesvav that all the wells that Avraham dug, that the Pelishtim stopped up, 
Yitzchak re-dug. Yeah? Says Rabbeinu Bechai, a very important idea. Yagir HaKasaf. The Pasuk is telling him, Kimitai Chakina, Sheneskanu Baiplishtim, because of the jealousy of the Philistines, yeah, Gaza, by the way, you know, and Yana Diyayma over here. Right, we, we spoke out from the Rashbam. The Rashbam says, Valeikim Nisas Avraham, right, Alashanav Masa Umariva, not God tested Avraham, he shepherded him, he punished him. And all the Mepharshim are bothered, what's Achar Hadvaram Ha'ila, right? Achar Hadvaram Ha'ila, after these matters, after Avraham made a treaty with Avimelech, what does the Akedah got to do with making a treaty with Avimelech? Hashem says, ah, oh. you go to a guy and you say to a guy, you could stay in the Gaza, we'll let you stay, we'll be at peace with you, even though there was no war and they were there first, and at this point Avraham Avinu didn't either. Are you making treaties with, with other, with Goyim and Eretz Yisrael? Oh, you don't want the land? Go take your son and kill him. That's what the Rashbam says that Akedah was. It was a punishment for making a treaty over the Gaza. The Rashbam. Okay, anyway. Shlomo made treaties with, with Goyim who live outside of the land. But now you want to allow Goyim to stay in Eretz Yisrael. Hashem says, I didn't give you the land. You're not in charge of the land. It's not ours. We're, you know, the apotropis over the land. We're appointed to oversee it, but we have no authority to, to return or to make trees. Anyway, it says like this. Because of the jealousy that the Philistines were jealous of Avraham, this way Yitzhak would not get any benefit to water his, his plants and his cattle. Why did Yitzchak do it? Why did he do it for? To honor his father. Why did he redig the wells that his father dug? It was to honor his father. What kind of covet is it to uh, open up a well that was stuffed up? That's Kivarad? He said his father dug the well. He wanted to redig. At least his father's work should have a certain continuity, it has a certain akiyum. Says Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar, an amazing thing. Why did Torah have to tell us that Yitzhak went ahead and redug the wells to honor his father? It obviously must have been a zechus for Yitzhak. This should awaken us. And should teach us all the more so. person should not do things differently than his parents. Rabbi, I want to offer a different... One second, let me finish this. Not only did Yitzchak redig the well, he could have given it a different name. Instead of calling it, you know, Yankel, he could have called it Beryl. You know, why did he give it the same name? No. My father dug this well. He gave it a certain name. I'm not going to change. But that's not the one. I'm not going to change. That's not Sitzma. No, not those. The first three. The first, first three, three, three. three. The first three. So says the Rabbi Mechai, if Yitzchak redug a well, the well, what's the well? It has no significance at all. And he called it the same name. The name had no significance. The name was so insignificant that Torah doesn't even tell us what the names of the well were. Certainly, Kavachomer, a person should not change from the Derech HaMusar. If a person's parents, doesn't mean, you know, my father ate, you know, 
you know, matzah dipped in the this. Da, da. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about certain good practices, practices of practice. of conduct, you know, practices of musar, of behavior, of hanhaga. Maybe it's not specifically halacha, but if they did certain acts of chesed or certain other acts of um, of good midas that a person should not change from these drachim. Says Rabbeinu Mechai, one last thing over here. We know Avraham Avinu's name was changed. Yaakov Avinu's name was changed. Yitzchak is the only one of the Avos whose name remained. Says Rabbeinu Mechai, he would suggest it's because he never wanted to change things from the way his parents did things. He didn't want to change. God said, we won't change your name. Maybe, maybe you could say that the reason Yitzchak dug up the wells because yeah. he wanted to undo what Avraham did. He wanted to make it a point. Avraham made a treaty with Abimelech. And we said, well, can we, uh, can we slice Avraham because he had no right to do it. So Yitzchak was making a point. I'm going to undo these wells and I'm going to show that these wells belong to us. And the Plishtim had no right to stuff it up. And that's why I undug the well. Yeah, this is one way to look. What about like that? He dig it up because ah, he knew that there was water. I mean, he knew that there is water. He could have dug in another place not to find water. He knew that he has water. Okay. Rabbi Sai, one last thing. One last thing. One last thing. Says Rabbeinu B'chaye. Rabbeinu B'chaye says that on a deeper level, these Be'erois, represent something else entirely. We know that Avram Avinu was Megayer many people. What happened to them? Says Rabbi Mechai, when the Torah says Be'er, Be'er refers to the Gerim. Because when you, Rabbi Mechai says like this, a bear, a well, is a Ger. The water is the Amuna. The digging is you open up their heart to allow the Amuna to come in. That's what these wells represent. And the Pelishtim stopped them up. All the Geirim of Avram Avinu, the Philistines, were successful in influencing back to their culture. Yitzchak redug the well, that, all the wells, meaning he was able to influence again all of these Geirim for Avodah Hashem. Says Rabbeinu Bechai, look at this. V'yeisha Pirsha, there are those who explain. Ki habeirois halalu remez l'geirim. This is a remnant to the Gerim that converted in the times of Avram. Ger is susceptible to Emuna. You could, right? Doesn't know. Doesn't know the truth. You could teach it Emuna. Like the wells. Which are easy to accept the water. And opening up the heart. Which is sealed off to Amuna, Yikane Akasav Khafira, the Torah calls digging. In other words, opening up the lave, the Torah calls digging. Sasmam you know what it means? They stuffed it up. They stuffed up their hearts. All the thousands of Gerim the Philistines brought back to their pagan culture. That's what it means, the Philistines covered it up with dirt. Instead of what Avraham did, that he filled up these Geirim with Chachma and knowledge of Hashem, the Philistines filled up these Geirim with improper Emunah. Because bad Emunah, the Torah calls Afar, 
Like, you know, if somebody in the Gemara says something improper, what do we say? Afar lepume, put so, dust in his mouth. So according to this, so Yitzchak, yeah. According to this, if listing one, because we don't need all, all, all the game, everybody no. deserves Then Yitzchak was able, Yitzchak brought the Mac. Yitzchak, 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 his, his son. No, so Rabbi Machai is saying that Yitzchak influenced all of the Gerim of Avram. He says, look, so where are they? He brought them back. Okay. Where are they today? Today? Okay. They died a long time ago. <laughs> but, says the Yemreyames, according to this, that's why Rabbi said, perhaps, you know, we find in Chumash that Avraham was Vayikra B'Shem Hashem. Avraham went out to the world to influence people. We find Yitzchak did it. Only Yaakov did not do it. Didn't we, didn't we Why not? There are many reasons given. He didn't have to. Avram influenced them. Avram influenced them. Yitzchak retrieved them. But now Yaakov, he didn't go have to go out. They got who they got. In other words, they were got. Yitzchak was successful, according to Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar, in retrieving all of the Gerim that Avraham had once influence that the, the Plishtim brought back to them. Says the Yimei Ames. I'm not finished. Not finished. Says the Yimei Ames. The word Be'er. It's 48 times. The word Be'er is the Gematria. 203. The word Ger is the Gematria. 203. How many times does it say in the Torah, don't afflict a Ger? 48 times. How many times does it say Be'er in the Chumash? 48 times. So this is the connection between the Be'erois of Yitzchak Avinu and the Gerim of Avram Avinu. This was the Torah's way of saying that all of the Gerim that Avram had once influenced, Yitzchak re-influenced and brought them back to the fold. Rabbi said, wonderful Shabbos.